Welcome to the Green Fee Podcast. I'm your host, Robert, and we got a super exciting show today. Cat and computers, squad equipment them sticks, shoot it, try for the dough, look, boom. He think he applying that pressure. This week, we dive deep into overspeed training with Ripstick Vice President Scott McDonald. We go into the details of the Ripstick and how it, along with the Ripstick Game Improvement System, can take your golf game to the next level. It was a super interesting and informative interview. I hope you guys enjoy it as much as I did. First, though, is the popular bourbon of the week segment. This week, we're drinking a pour of the Colonel E.H. Taylor from Buffalo Trace. I'll tell you this, it's a solid bottle for a great price, if you can get it for retail. I've seen it out on the secondary market, and it goes for some crazy prices because it's getting harder and harder to find. Now, the 100 proof makes it a little spicy for some folks, but it's nothing too bad if you, if you do it right. If you're not a bourbon person, pour yourself a cocktail, a beer, hell, even a glass of water, and let's get to it. All right, like I said, this week's guest is Scott McDonald from Ripstick Golf. Scott is no slouch on the course. He's qualified for the PGA Professional National Championship three times and was named a top 10 Minnesota PGA Player of the Year a whopping six times. We had a good conversation, and let's just get to the interview. All right, like I said, we are having Ripstick Golf on, and we have Scott with Ripstick. How are we doing, Scott? Very good. Thanks for having me on. Of course, of course. So um, let's uh, let's start with kind of a story about you. Tell us about you. I was kind of going through your through your profile on on the Ripstick website, which website looks great, by the way. But uh, seems like you're kind of a player yourself. Um, tell me a little bit about just kind of you, how you got into Ripstick, and then kind of how Ripstick started. Yeah, no, um, so, yeah, I've, I'm a PGA professional. I've been a Class A member now for going on 11 years. And, yeah, I kind of, you know, I, I was a late bloomer. I didn't play golf in high school or college. Um, started playing a little bit more competitively in the summers during college and then decided to get into the golf business after I graduated um, and started playing more competitively as I became a PGA professional and PGA uh, club pro events. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a passion of mine. I've, I've qualified for our national championship three times. And uh, yeah, a, a big part of my off season workouts for the last you know, probably 10 years has been speed training. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, the ripstick just, just came out, but prior to that, there was uh, there were definitely other things that I was doing other than swinging the ripstick. Right, right. I uh, speed training. It's really kind of kicked up the last. You know, we talk about people have always been trying to gain speed, right? Um, clubs have gotten lighter, things like that, and so we've equated speed with hitting the ball further. But really, recently, it has seemed that um, overspeed training has really taken over, kind of with the emergence of Bryce and things like that. Is that something you guys have kind of noticed and you having been a class A member for 11 years, what do you think prompted the big uh, move towards overspeed training? Um, You know, I think it all started with Tiger, you know, prior to Mm -hmm. Tiger 
golfers weren't really viewed as athletes. They were viewed as guys that just play golf, you know, not viewed as athletes. You look out there now, and I'd say more than half, probably closer to 75%, you're saying that guy's a, a professional athlete, not just a golfer, right? So <laughs> right, right. That was Tiger kind of jumped the fitness craze, and, and now almost everybody on tour has a, a fitness professional, and they're working on a number of things, not just fitness, speed training, you know, diet. Um, and that jump started it. And I think that generation that grew up with Tiger, you know, I was, I'm six years younger than Tiger. So he was a big influence for me in golf. I think all those guys out there on tour now, he was a huge influence on them. And that's why this, we're kind of seeing all the things that Tiger did being more mainstream because everybody grew up watching what he did. Right. He, what, what were, what was it they were saying? He used to, they used to tiger proof courses, right? Cause he was just so much longer than everybody else. And now what was long back then just isn't long anymore. Right. Um, no. So, so it's pretty crazy. He used to hit 300 yard drives and everybody's jaws would drop. And now, you know, we're getting out there at 325, 330. So it's uh it's pretty crazy how the game has changed. Even since I started playing, I started playing about 12 years ago and the game has changed a lot since then even. So um, tell me a little bit about the history of Ripstick. Let's let's kind of dive into the history. Actually, before that, let's talk about overspeed training in general and what it is. Um, I know it's been on the market for a couple of years now. Um, some of your competitors have come out with a product and they were kind of the, uh, the, the first ones to really talk about overspeed training. So what's kind of some of the science behind overspeed training? Yeah, and, you know, I think it even starts prior to, um, you know, super speed golf, uh, who obviously has been the, the, the mainstay of the market on, on speed training. It, it started really with TPI and the biomechanical kind of movement and, and involving fitness in the golf swing. And, and they, you know, brought up that if, if you swing something lighter, you're going to swing it faster. Um, but they never had like a product and that's where super speed came in and, and created a product, you know, three different sticks, one lighter than your driver, one pretty close to your driver and then one heavier. So I, I think the easiest way to explain it is like, if you're a, a, a sprinter to run as fast as possible, you're going to run downhill because your legs are going to move faster. Mm -hmm. And then to get that. So then your m muscle memory you have that your legs can actually go that fast because they're going downhill and then putting more resistance running right back up that hill. Your legs are working that much harder because it's harder to go up that hill. And that would be, you know, downhills over speed training and uphills over load training. So that's um, kind of the science behind it. And there is, um, and Luke and I talk about this quite a bit, um, why people would say, well, why don't you swing something that is so light that you could swing it very, very fast? Well, that's where, you know, our lightest club, I think, is 270 grams without, or our lightest setting is 270 grams. And that's right in that sweet spot, 10 to 20% lighter than your driver. Anything less than that, your, your um, 
sequencing is going to be thrown off because it's not the same. It's not close enough in weight to your driver. So you don't want to swing anything less than that because your sequencing and your swing is going to be thrown off. Sure, we want you to swing hard and hit it further, but we don't want you to hit it further into the trees. <laughs> right. That was something I kind of noticed on your website as well is you guys really talk about fixing your swing with this as well. Um, and not just using it to get faster, right? Um, I'm going, I went through your website on the swing fix and, you know, number, number, where did it go? Number eight or number nine? Number nine is the goal is track your progress. The goal here is to change your swing, not add speed. So when we talk about your product and that it can make you swing faster and things like that, how is it also changing your swing along the way? Yeah, I, I think a, a big thing, the way, I, and I think of myself personally, you know, I've had speed, I've worked on overspeed training, but a big thing for me is um, right now I've been hitting the ball super high because my hands aren't getting in front uh, of the golf ball. I don't have any shaft lean. Um, I'm not, you know, holding the club off and creating lag. So a big yep. thing with the ripstick, what I do, uh, a workout for me is, you know, when you swing the ripstick, it makes a sound. So I try to hold the handle as long as I can and make the swoosh of the ripstick later. And that's helping me get my hands more in front, getting more shaffling, compressing the golf ball, and, and hitting it a little bit lower and a lot more solid. So not it's not just a speed tool. It's also a great instructional tool as well. Okay. So... Um, it kind of makes that swooshing noise as it goes around. Yeah, yeah. It's it, and it's also and I mean, I, I I did a video the other day and uh, the significance of the sound. Obviously, you want to hear it right at the bottom of your swing because mm -hmm. where you hear that sound is going to be the fastest part of your swing, right? So right. That's where you, you're trying to have it swoosh right at the bottom of the swing. If you're hearing it early, you're probably casting it and losing all that speed that you've generated in the backswing. Okay. Yeah. So um, let's talk about some of the results you guys have been seeing with the ripstick. Um, we know that some of the results that we see with people like your competitors out there, we see people pick up quite a bit of speed. So what are some of the speed gains you guys have seen? And about how long does that take for those to kind of go through? And, and really set in. Yeah, no, it's um, it's it's different for everyone. And we did uh, a, a a shoot with Golf Science Lab. Cordy Walker, who came in, who was a very good player. Cordy came in, and he was swinging at about one fourteen, one fifteen, and then did a little quick ripstick workout. And by the end of it, he was he was swinging one twenty four. Um, now. That's just one little quick pickup, but everybody's different. If somebody's got really good sequencing, really good uh, fundamentals, and is fairly strong, they're not going to pick up as much speed as somebody that you know has has uh, poor fundamentals, cuts across it, you know, and and hasn't done speed training in the past. So everybody's different, but on average, you know, we're seeing over 
50%, you know, 50% or more people are picking up three to five miles an hour in just two months of use club head speed. So I think they say two to two and a half miles an hour per or, or yards per mile an hour. So if you're picking up five miles an hour, you're hitting it uh, 10, 12 yards further off the tee. Well, yeah, no. And that's, that's the difference between, between a nine iron and a pitching wedge or a pitching wedge and a, uh, a pitching wedge and a gap wedge, something like that. So that's that's pretty big. So um, now let's actually talk about the ripstick itself, what makes it different from competitors and, and things like that. So I see here you guys have five different colors available. Is that correct? Yes, yes. we got five, uh, 45, 44, uh, 42, 40, and 38 inches. Okay, and what determines which one of those you should get? Yeah, uh, so most people, we go, it's, it's, most people, you have a standard length driver, unless someone, you know, most people fit into standard length equipment. On the men's side, it's, it's 45 to 46 inches, right? So that's the majority of men are right in that 45 inches. That's our black ripstick. So that's, uh, where 90% of people are going to fit just because it matches their driver length. But in addition, we've got a, we've got this graph that if your swing speed isn't as fast, then, then we base it on how far you're hitting it. So ladies, for the most part, 44 inches, they fit into the blue um, and they fit into that pie chart that we've got of how far they hit it. And then going down the road, you know, it's, it's juniors. If some, if you've got a 13 year old that hasn't, doesn't have a full length driver, they're uh, probably right around 42 inches and then even young kids down to 38 inches. So it's really, the last thing we want is a seven, eight, nine year old swinging a 45 inch (laughs) ripstick when the driver they're using is 36 inches long, right? Right. Okay. So we're... um, so it's so it seems yeah. to be based on driver length for as a as a kind of general rule. Mm-hmm. So yeah, why did why length, did you guys? Go, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. I was yeah. I driver length just because it matches up with what you got in your bag currently. Gotcha. Okay. So why did you guys base it off driver length and not an iron or something like that? Uh because. You think about when you're swinging an iron, how many times during the, the course of a round are you swinging your iron 100%? You're swinging right. it as hard as, as possible. And we wanted it to match up with the driver because that's that's the club you're going to swing the hardest. And that's the motion, the length of the club, loading it, loading the ripstick. It's, it's all the same because it's the same length. So you get used to it, and it won't throw off any of, of that sequencing in your golf swing, your driver swing. Okay, that makes I mean that makes that makes perfect sense to me why you would want to do the driver. I was just kind of curious what the what the rationale was behind it. So we've kind of talked about what we are gaining with this, right, in terms of the speed. So 
why Ripstick? What makes Ripstick different than other overspeed trainers that we find on the market? I mean, there's ones out there that do uh, three different weights, like you said. I've seen some that are counterweighted. I've seen other overspeed ideas and things like that. What makes Ripstick different? And what what does Ripstick believe? How how does Ripstick believe that makes your product better? Yeah, it's. Um... You know, Robert, this would be a super easy question about three years ago because there was only one, there was only one speed trainer really out on the market. But now right. you look at it, it's it's like there's a new one coming up every day. So when we came out with Ripstick in uh, late in 2020, uh, the reason we came out with it because the, the, what was out there in the marketplace at that time was was a product that you had to carry around three sticks. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you, but I carry all the time. And the last thing I want is three more clubs in my bag that I got to carry to the range or when I'm playing on the course. So, uh, for sure, a big thing that Ripstick has is is convenience. You've got to just carry one. Um, the next thing that it has is is versatility. Um, three sticks. Uh, you've got three different weight settings. We've got one stick, and we essentially have five different weight settings. So that right there, it gives you more versatility. And I I think that uh, we're near the top of the most different weight options you can have five and one. Uh, Nice addition is, is the, the whistle sound, which uh, the swoosh at the bottom, which would, which provides you auditory feedback while you're on the range. And, but ultimately what I think separates us is, we don't, we're not in the business to sell sticks. We're in the business to uh, make better golfers, make, uh, make you a more complete player. We've got, I think we might be the only company that's got two full-time personal uh, fitness professionals on their staff that will give you a free fitness assessment. We've got uh, uh, a top uh, young teacher, Golf Digest young teacher, uh, 40 under 40, Dr. Benoit. Uh, that gives you a free swing analysis with every purchase. So I think those are the main differentiating features that that we offer as a company versus the others that are out on the market. Yeah, I the convenience of one stick is definitely really really nice. So what is let's let's kind of talk about the build itself. Down at the bottom, are we uh-huh. looking at tungsten weighting? Are we looking at stainless steel? Carbon. What are we? What are we kind of looking at there? And then the shaft. Yeah, is that so, graphite. Yep. Yep. So uh, it's stainless steel at the bottom, and there's a dial on it. And the the best way I can describe it without people seeing it is it's like a chamber of a gun. You've got three chambers and three weights at the bottom, and you can start with no weights, which is 270 grams one weight, which is 300, two weights, which is 330, three weights, which is 360. You've got a graphite shaft. You know, we already talked about the length. You've got a tour wrap on there. And then at the butt end of the club, there's actually a counterweight, which is 60 grams that you can screw on and off. And that makes a fifth weight setting that you can use. And you can definitely train with the counterweight, 
Dr. Benoit likes to use the counterweight. He likes the, the weighting of it. Uh, I, I don't. I want it as light as possible because I want to swing it as hard as I can. But it's also a great training aid to work on, on lag and, and having more weight in the handle so you can feel, feel it as, as you're pulling the club through. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And so you said that's just like a tour wrap on the uh, on the top. Yes. Yep. Yep. Awesome. And and let's just kind of we'll kind of wrap up a little bit and kind of talk about some some final things. What are we looking at in terms of uh, coming in the box? Let's say somebody orders it. What exactly are people getting? I know some competitors have some different things that they put in their box. What does the ripstick have? If I order a ripstick from you guys, I open up the box. What does it have in it? Yeah, so our ripstick it comes uh, wrapped up uh, in in nice foam, uh, making sure that USPS or UPS or FedEx doesn't damage your product. Um, and then in it, yeah, it comes with uh, that that counterweight on the end, the three weights in the head, and then um, all of our purchases. What we do is we, you get an email right away from us and it says, Hey, register your product, send us your golf swing and let's get started on that free, uh, swing analysis, fitness assessment. Let's get it going. And then your ripsticks going to arrive in, you know, one, two, three days. And then from there, the process kind of starts. We send you the workouts and why we want you to go through that. We've got our workouts, which are our basic mainstream workouts, but there might be some of those that are, there might be another workout that's better for you based on your swing. I've got a tough time getting over to my left side. So a lot of, a lot of my um, workouts with the ripstick is, we call it, uh, it's essentially you step back and step through, and that really gets me driving my weight to my left side. So that's why we want you to go through that swing analysis and fitness assessment because, and also we want to know how hard you're swinging it. If you've done speed training in the past, maybe it's better for you to start with one weight in versus no weight in. So it's, um, the box, you, you just get the ripstick in the box, but everything else we deliver is going to be direct to you right away when you make that purchase of getting the ball rolling on, on, on reaching your potential. Gotcha. So it's not just a simple purchase it. And then there's a little workout plan that you do that. You guys actually come up with a, with a ripstick plan almost to help uh, the customer get the full experience, the golfer get the full experience. Absolutely. And, and a big thing for us is accountability. If, if you want to be held accountable, we've got, four staff members that are going to hold you accountable and, and make sure you're keeping up on your workout so you can see that those great gains, because uh, one way to not pick up speed is by purchasing a ripstick and having it sit in your garage. That's <laughs> For sure. You're not going to pay it, it. But if you're doing um, the workouts that we assign, uh, doing some stuff at the gym um, and, and, and making sure that you're, you've got a good fundamental golf swing, that's when you're going to see the most gains. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well, 
Um, I think it's an awesome product. I think it looks awesome. I love the idea of going down to one stick rather than three. I've heard a lot of good things about overspeed training. I've seen a lot of people get out there and try it. So um, thank you for spending some time telling everybody about overspeed training and, and talking about your product. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, no, and uh, if anybody's interested, definitely check us out at ripstick.com. And, and one uh, big highlight is, Yesterday, it actually was announced that we received an Editor's Choice Award from Golf Digest, which is a really big seal of approval of of our brand and, you know, how uh, well-received it's been in just just four months. Yeah, that's awesome. Congratu- congratulations to you guys on that as well. That's a, uh, that's a huge deal for you guys. So, um, yeah, thank you very much. And that was RIP, R-Y-P. I want to make sure everybody's got that, but I'll spell it correctly in the uh, in the show information as well. I promise. <laughs> okay, thanks, Robert. I appreciate oh. you having us on. Of course, thank you very much for your time. You guys have a uh, great day. Again, I want to thank Scott with Ripstick Golf for joining me this week. A lot of cool conversations were being had there. Learned a lot about overspeed training and the ripstick product itself follow them on all your social media platforms that's ripstick r-y-p-s-t-i-c-k dot com is their website you can follow them on instagram i know they got some really cool stuff going on over there and while you're over there looking for ripstick golf or headed over to their website give my social media platforms a little bit of love as well hit me up on twitter at the green fee one on Instagram at the Green Fee, search me on Facebook at the Green Fee, and then you can find me on YouTube at the Green Fee as well. I love interacting with you guys. I love answering questions. I love getting your feedback on ways I can make this podcast even better. If you have any questions or you have a topic idea that you'd love to hear somebody who knows a little bit about golf clubs talk about, please, please, please reach out to me on any of those social media platforms. You can also email me at thegreenfeegolf at gmail.com, and I would love to have those conversations with you. Until next week, hit them straight. Have a great week.